Hello there, and welcome to the Bravo Diaries. I am Carly. And I'm KG. How are you doing? I am fabulous. How about yourself? Good. I'm pretty good. Um, I mean, at the moment, my biggest complaint is that I just opened up a yogurt to sit down, record, and eat a little breakfast, and it's like curdled. So there goes my yummy breakfast. Um, Does yogurt so. curdle? <sighs> All right. I mean, it's a long story. Our, we had a malfunction in our refrigerator this week, and oh, it, like, okay. froze. Mm-hmm. Um, so it froze, and then everything, like, dethawed finally. Um, and so I think that's, this is the repercussions of that. Maybe so, it's just changed the texture because it was frozen. It's a real bad texture to the point that I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a no-go. Leave, leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Anyhow, um, we are back. So we have like a special. Is, is it, would it be called a special surprise for our listeners this week? There's there's so much content that we're going to be doing two episodes this week. Um, we will be technically doing... three because we recorded on Monday. Oh, I guess you're right. Wow, what a week! This is a Bravo extravaganza. <laughs> what a week to be alive um yes so we are gonna do southern charm uh the oc reunion and below deck today and then we'll be back tomorrow with a very housewives heavy episode of um salt lake city dallas and atlanta yes okay so let's dive in um i do want to touch on a few things before we get going and I think the first of which is, you know, this Erica and Tom drama. Sham. <laughs> it is a sham. I think it's a sham. It, um, a it sham. continues to carry on. And now they're claiming that Tom basically like doesn't have his mental capabilities to him. And he's alone in that house and he can't be left alone. And he needs a conservatorship, which would allow them to then what, like claim, um, insanity or like you know what I mean like claim that he didn't know what he was doing when he was spending that money that didn't belong to him yeah they're doing a pretty good um job of trying to prove that he is incompetent um too incompetent to have funneled that money that he's doing such a pretty good job of did a great job at funneling I mean a great job funneling and then a great job at spending you know yet all of a sudden he he didn't know what he was doing and to think he was um, just so proud of Erica with that, that play. That he never made it to. Yeah. Well, maybe he tried and he just wasn't. Credit cards were maxed it. out. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't pay for the flight to get over there. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> maybe he's, he tried to make it. He was still um, on the train there sure yeah (laughs) couldn't afford that flight hopped on a train and didn't make it and chicago shut down so anyways i I think that a judge is going to see through all their bullshit um and you know i like i said this week um in a meme we posted it's like just what's happening to mikey and all this you know where has he been he hasn't been featured was he at all in the last season Yeah, he was, but much less so. But he definitely was still in a few scenes, like, as she's, you know, getting ready and getting her outfits together and whatnot. Um, Well, she probably can't afford him anymore. Well, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like, hope he 
has some other career paths he can go down because this this well is dry. Yeah. So um, that continues. And then obviously I would like to talk about the Christian and Jay of it all. Because, you know, we I posted... love me some Jay. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's very cute. Very funny on Instagram. Um, and, you know, we posted last night. Uh, well, we reposted a post that both of them had made. Very cryptic. A joint statement. Joint statement. Exactly the same. Exact same picture. Leading everybody to believe that they are back together. Um, it was a photo of the two of them, and the caption simply read, the world is full of users, 10 years. Can't break that. Alluding they have gotten back together. I think the world was a flutter. Um, I know I was. And now you were waking up to reports that they are very much both still single, Yet not really Kristen because she apparently is in love with her comedian boyfriend, who I actually have never Googled and don't even know who he is. I've seen the name, but like meaning connected to her, but I don't know who this man is. Um, So, so was this just, I don't um, believe it because, okay. I think that they might be back together. That's what I'm going to hope. That's what my heart hopes for them. I know. Because she also posted, about her espresso machine. I don't understand I think what that means. Because she said, I'm back. Or something like, meaning- like, I missed you. I think it was in Jay's house that she didn't get to stay in. Oh, and she said, like, oh, I've missed you because she yeah. wasn't living with him. Well, maybe she's just staying and there. And she posted the chickens this morning. And I think Jay stays on the farm. I don't think she does. Yeah, I agree with you. So, but what what if she's just there as a visit? Who's there as just a visit? Yeah, why would she be there as a visit? They both live in the same town, right? In the same city. Like, yeah. they, have ho- they have houses. Their own respective houses in this city. Yeah. So there would be no reason, afford right? someone to pick her up. And why would they do that if they're... I mean, they both... They have the kids. Like, why would they... I just... Yeah. I, I don't think that they're... Did they ever officially get divorced? I don't think it's official yet. Yet, of course, we now have, like, thirsty little Madison inserting herself in the comments and even replying to people who are asking, like, what's going on, um, in particular, Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House. And, like, when Lindsay was like, what is happening? Madison answers and replies, oh, sis, can't wait to tell you. I'll fill you in on all the details. And then, like, I don't know. I just Madison's giving herself a bad edit. Yeah. And then she also is saying, can't wait to clear this up. So I, you know, I'm in awe of Madison. She's just like the cool girl that everybody wanted to be. Uh, I've changed this week. I have made a hard turn on her. I mean, granted, I never liked her that I never liked her that much, but I have made a hard turn. I wouldn't want to be friends with her but you know she's beautiful she's got a nice body she seems to kind of have it going on like she's a strong personality and this is this is a hard left I'm gonna um distance a social a social distance from (laughs) Madison from Madison this point on you two were so close she's looking a little too thirsty yeah Uh, it's not good 
a little desperate and yeah i, I i'm just well, gonna she showed her cards a bit can we jump right in then to southern charm since we're here oh yeah i'd okay. love to all right, great. Me too. Um, I, you know, I definitely want to get into the Madison of it all, but I want to start with uh, kind of in the opening of the episode when Whitney shows up, um, Whitney and his staff show up, and he says to Craig, who's wearing a tank top, he's like, hey, man, you're good. Like, that gym's really been paying off. And Craig is just like, thanks, man. Took all the amphetamines out of my life, you know? It's, it was easy to be skinny then. And it's just like, oh, okay, so we're just blatantly, openly... Craig had an Adderall addiction and he's now cut that out. So he's not, you know, looking so gaunt anymore. Well, yeah, he's, he has been very open about that though. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciate, I guess. I mean, he's Um, just like Felicity Huffman in Desperate Housewives. Did she get addicted to Adderall? Oh yeah. Don't you remember? She was like, um, I, I just remember her crying on, like, her kid's soccer field. She was taking her kid's Adderall. It was, like, one of the first seasons. Yeah, it, that has been a long like time. she felt like she couldn't do everything. That's a deep cut, KG, and I don't remember it. Um, but it, that, anyways. Uh, Madison is flirting with every man at this party um, just to make Austin jealous. Um, and I hated that part where, you know, she brought that, like, huge float thing over and she's laying on it and you know vanita comes over to take pictures of her and she goes is austin looking and vanita's like no and she's like shit bitch and i'm like you are just a blatant attention whore like there's it's one thing to want to dress hot and make an ex jealous like you know but it's quite another to spend the entire evening making it your goal to you know, cause a scene, make him watch you, make him look at you, flirt with every man there. Like, just, it's it's such an extra amount. Yeah, I'm sure we've all been there, but I don't think anybody's ever said it out loud. <laughs> on TV. I mean, yeah. on TV. So, Madison gets a text, and it's from her friend, and this is the one that her friend is saying, like, hey, girl, hope you're not still with Austin, because... Um, He had sex with a girl at my friend's house last weekend. And this is when all hell breaks loose, you know. Um, But I love that, you know, Madison is telling this to Craig. Like, when she receives a text, I think Craig's right there. So she starts talking to him. And he's just like, who cares? You know, like, whatever, let it go. Mm -hmm. And he immediately runs over to Austin and Shep, who are in the treehouse um, which really was the hub of this episode. I think that the treehouse was the main character. Um, Everybody wanted a treehouse. Right? Everybody wants a treehouse growing up. And so, yeah, I, I see the appeal. Yeah, I get it too. But so he immediately runs to the, tre- the treehouse to warn Austin, you know, hey, something's happening. She got some DMs. She knows about it. another girl that's not. And is just basically prepping them. And you see Madison just stomping over. She comes up so hot into this treehouse and just goes, you fucking beta bitch. And then loses her mind. And then I think just proceeded to lose her mind like a Unravel. fucking... She was... It was... She's just such a bitch. I mean, she was just such a bitch and she's just degrading him. She was just yelling and degrading and then it, like Shep and Craig try to step in and she's like, zip it. And it's like, oh... Yeah, she's like a total narcissist where she wants to be in control. She's fine with chaos as long as she's the one 
the one running it, but she does not like losing that kind of power. And at one point, as or Austin just looked at her and was like, "It's over." Yeah. Oh, I loved that. He's like, "Stop it! it. Just stop it!" She just looks so dumb, and 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 she knew she looked dumb, so she just went, "You're a beta bitch. You're a pussy." And she just walked away. And I was like, you know what? You're making yourself just look so bad. And I hated that moment when they all sat down at dinner too. And she kind of sat across from him and she just looks over at him with this cold, hard stare and goes, you're going to have a meltdown. Yeah. I see. I see. There's, she's definitely gas, gaslights him to no end. And she, I, oh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, she's just like looking for a fight all the time, but he didn't give her the bait or take the bait. I was I was pretty proud of him. I was very proud of him. You know, I've kind of turned on him as well in the past few seasons, and this was one time I was actually rooting for him. I mean, until he started yelling at Leva at the table again. He he just kind of need, he needs to chill a little bit on the way he talks to women because, you know, on that boat Here- the other the other week, he just wasn't. That wasn't a good look. Um, and well, it it was at Leva again, who's also uh-huh. another outspoken woman. Yeah, and he can't he can't yell at Madison, so he yells at Leva. Oh, that's a good theory. He yeah. like he like gets all angry, and he doesn't mm-hmm. yell at Madison. He holds it in, but then he snaps on Leva when she challenges wow. him. Basically. In a different way, but she's still challenging him like Madison does. That's it. That is it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Because it always happens right after a Madison fight. Yeah. Good work. Good work. I think that's definitely it. So I will say that... Oh, God. And then... So after Madison, though, has this big blow up with Austin in the treehouse, she goes downstairs. Um, She storms back down that ladder, which was slow and awkward and uncomfortable it was kind of funny because you know when you're just so angry and you like yell and scream and then you need to make this big exit yet you like can't so you kind of have to like slowly I don't know it was just funny oh yeah all the time uh-huh um so she goes back downstairs and then they're, you know they're sitting by the poolside and she's like oh Wendy take a picture of us and send it to your mom and she tries to like look like she's having fun and free and and Whitney just goes I'm gonna need to take your top down and she's like you got Venmo I'm like, ew. Yeah. I think that's the true Madison. She's just money hungry. I think she's really money hungry. Like from a man though. It it was funny because I was like, as soon as I saw Whitney show up, I was like, oh my gosh. It's like he's heard Carly asking for him. And there he (laughs) is like with a slight button down of his shirt, playing his little guitar. And I did like the song he played. I, you know, he's okay, but. I was wondering when he was playing it, like all I saw was just this three buttons down. And I was wondering if Whitney is like a never nude. I could see like Tobias. Yes. Yes. No, I could definitely see him being a never nude. Um, You know, it's gross though. So they were playing reruns of Southern charm and my, my TV just kind of like records all of them all the time. So I, (laughs) I watched it with Justin because he literally asks me like he wants to watch them now. So, you know, we watched it and it was, I want to say last season they were replaying and it was when Catherine showed the texts to Danny that her and Whitney 
you know, um, shared before she went and had sex with him. And then he then denied it. But the text, and he was being very aggressive. Like, girl, my, my shit's going to be asleep if you don't get here soon. Like, but talking about his pee-pee. Yeah. I so he's that, very, like, I there is that together. Strong... I think the pee-pee wasn't necessary. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if he would get it. Yeah. But still, my point is, he was very, it seems, sexually aggressive, even though he does seem, to me, he seems kind of asexual. And I don't know if that's the whole, like, you know. He, well, he has texting bravado. I think you're right. And then in person, yeah, I think he crumbles nothing. because yeah. he, he's never been this aggressor in person. Yeah. And, but I did think it was really cute when he was like, oh, well, I'm going to leave before dinner because, you know, they're going to get all drunk and, and yell and the, the spit follicles. And, you know, I, I'd be okay with it. But, you know, mother, I, I got to be careful. And I thought it's just sweet. He, he's, he, there's a sick relationship there. He's definitely a little psycho. Um, but I did write cute. that down. I liked, I liked that he was looking out for her. Yeah, it's, it's definitely cute. There's a certain charming. It takes a lot of to power it. to remove yourself from something like a filmed, televised broadcast. Totally. Well, he's a producer and I think he's always kind of tried to take more of a back seat. He's never inserted himself that much. I mean, season one, I think he did, but if you notice, like, he made the choice himself to take himself out of um, confessionals and like the interviews or whatever. He doesn't yeah. do those really. So moving on. Yeah. I have a question. Oh. I have a question. Ooh. It's about Madison. Madison Simons. That's the one from Gwen's. That's her name, right? Yeah. Madison Simon. Madison Simon. I've always like, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. But in all the scenes, I'm always looking at her. I'm like, What's happening with your hair? Is it wet? Is it, I like, there's something very, like, there's a lot of contrast there that's something that I can't pinpoint. And then this episode this week, I was able to pinpoint it, but I don't know if I'm even seeing it correctly. Well, she's going gray. Yeah, there's a lot of gray there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and it, it, this is the first time it's been so clear that it's great because every time I'm like, is that great? what's happened? I can't tell. But no, this, I've this noticed week... it from the beginning. She's been going gray since the first time she was featured on the episodes because it always makes me think because um, I have a friend who's like tried to go gray and she has dark, dark hair similar to Madison's. And uh-huh. she is always okay with it. But people make comments to her all the time like oh you really shouldn't go gray you you're looking a little old when you have the gray hair even though she doesn't look old at all right so I think I'm always kind of admiring Madison for allowing herself to go gray um it is admirable but I mean listen I'm going gray very much so there are some strong patches so much so that you know, all of our hair salons are still closed. And yesterday I did a, a, a home dye job of the roots because when I pull my hair back in a ponytail, it's like, oh, wow. And, and, I, and I covered them up. And I guess I wish Madison would, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. That's so 2000s of you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not progressive enough. I'm just being, I'm just living my truth. That's my truth. I'm putting it here. I'm laying it out there. Let's move on. No, see, I think that she will actually look 
um she looks like she will have a nice gray hair like my aunt has really nice gray hair it's beautiful looking and i i think that not everybody's always that lucky like sometimes it just doesn't look as good i agree and she she will have gorgeous because i can imagine her with literally that same hairstyle just all with that kind of like darker mid-tone beautiful gray like i think she will have very beautiful gray hair but you know i don't know anyways let's move on because we're not in agreement here and you're judging me i can feel it uh yeah yeah okay i am a little bit but that is your opinion so you just rock it place that that judgment towards these people on the show which is what we're here for and let's move on to (laughs) shep's outfit for wait (laughs) i have i have one comment before that okay so they get out of the pool and then they Uh all go to their hair and makeup now whenever you go in the past when you've been invited to a swim party have you brought like a blow dryer hairbrush makeup and a change of clothes i feel like absolutely not yeah i feel like when you go to a swim party that's a huge commitment that's a commitment to look like shit for the rest of the day because you're probably gonna have mascara under your eyes your hair is gonna be half curled half wet thrown back in a wet hair tie like so I was really shocked and I was thinking, is this really something people do? Because they were all prepared. No. They all it's did because, it. It's because they were on TV. That is the only reason. Otherwise, they would have been eating dinner in their bathing suits in a towel, as most people would. Especially because it was clearly hot as balls out there and humid and everybody was sweating off their makeup and through their dresses. But, you know, I mean, it's the same reason that none of these women got in the pool except for Taylor. Like... No one wanted to mess their hair, mess their makeup. Like, none of the girls were ready to do that. They were on camera. So, you know, I mean, all of it is, is Yeah, because I think of, like, um, Summer House. They always kind of look like shit for the rest of the night after they've been in the water and everything. And then Are you a- kidding? Summer House goes upstairs, changes, and then goes out to clubs until, well, like, 4 in the but morning that after more drinking sense. all day. That makes more sense once you're going out to another area. Like, when I don't begrudge them changing before they're going out to dinner or clubbing. Yeah, no, I, but, yeah, like, I, eating at the house is another story. They're usually still in their swimsuits most of the day. Yeah, well, listen, these people are on TV. That's, that's why they did it, clearly. And um, Shep's outfit for dinner, he just looked like a 55-year-old dad, like, on vacation in the Bahamas. He just looked looked like a tourist. I just needed like a camera around his neck, and then he would have been done. Yeah, I he always think set. he's like a terrible dresser. But him sitting eating dinner, and I just cannot get over his table manners. They make oh. me insanely yeah. crazy. He eats like he's in prison. Like, well, he always has a mouthful of food. I've noticed talking, this. and now he's just throwing fish or like whatever they were down the table across a dinner table Uh, like yeah well he was like the way he was holding his fork at one point it looked like he was like holding (laughs) it with a fist like i was like what are you doing like he had backwards you know that kid went to cotillion yeah no for somebody who you know says he he needs a woman that can fit in at the country club he sure doesn't act like it Exactly. And then before they changed, I also wanted to say I really liked Benita's black lace cover-up. Did you notice that? I, um, yeah, I did notice it. I more so really liked her dress after Her floral dress? 
Yeah. And I loved when she took out those little buns and that, that kind of curly fro she had, I thought was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so this whole episode essentially circled around everybody awaiting Catherine and all they did the entire episode where the girls were just talking about Catherine, how they're going to confront her, how they're going to this, you know, they weren't bullying and Leva keeps being like, Oh, Pringle thought we were bullying, you know? So like the whole thing was about that. And I feel like the whole season centered a lot like I'd say the latter half of the season centered around that and it felt to me very Beverly Hills where there's just one thing that happens and then they hold on to that and that's all the whole show is about and while I very much so loved the conversation that the episode ended on you know at the table I think that that was they got a lot out of that it was really constructive and everybody heard each other and it was great but I wish that conversation would have happened a month ago and we could have moved on. Yeah, I just don't think that um, not Madison Catherine was ready for that. I don't think she was either. But it's just so weird because she finally did come to the table in this way that she was very receptive and and calm and demure. Why couldn't she have done that? You know, before. What did you think of the Madison and Danny interaction? God, Madison's a bitch. I mean, all I can say, you know what? You know what Madison is. Excuse me here. She's cunt. That whole, like, that whole doc <laughs> conversation, I was just like, you're a cunt. And I don't like that word, but that's what she is. Yeah. But in the same regard, this is like her taking out her anger on Austin, on Danny. She like, yeah, goes she to these was... weaker people and she just attacks. It had nothing yeah. to do with Madison either. No. She was disproportionately angry at Danny and the way she kept saying that Danny that Danny sucks her ass. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. It sounded like you disconnected. Um, the way she was saying, you know, Danny sucks her asshole. And Danny, you're a rat. She said that to her face. Like, fuck off. Uh, that's what I truly would have said. And I love that Danny yelled at her, like, Madison, I'm about to knock you off this dock. Because... I also feel that Danny was actually getting somewhere with Catherine, and that was the first time. She was the first person to seemingly soften Catherine. And I actually really saw in that moment that they do have a bond, and I think they do tr- – Catherine trusts Danny. Um, you she wasn't- are taking the words right out of my mouth. Oh, I good. Okay. 100% agree with this. Yeah. 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 So it was just completely um, – what's the word for, like – it well, was anti um when you're getting somewhere. <laughs> anticlimactic? Uh nope. Is that I said that weird I'll too. I'll think of the, I'll think of this word later because it's not even a great word. But anyways, um productive, counterproductive. Okay. It's completely like like Madison was completely counterproductive to the situation. And she just had to go in and like try to like swing a big dick around. And then she walked back. And did you see when they like all went onto the little patio, like once it starts raining? And Danny's in that swing. Madison comes up and she's so aggressive. She like grabs a shirt off the swing. She throws it to the side. She sits down and she like swings over right into Danny's face. And I was like, whoa, girl, like you need to calm down. She is not a great drunk. No. She's a mean drunk. And it's like, I completely agree. You see Danny and Catherine's bond and it was 
she wasn't going to get anywhere without Danny approaching her like that. Mm-hmm. She needed, yeah. she needed Catherine as much as I want to hate her. She's a damaged bird. Like, yeah, she's she is just not there. And she really needs that soft hand. And I think that in her sick mind, she feels completely abandoned by everybody, but the men in this group. And so I think that Danny had to extend that, right that olive, olive branch. branch to her because otherwise I don't think she would have opened up for the conversation at the end of the episode. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and now we have the reunion to look forward to next week, which looks wild. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the previews for this, but we have Craig in the, like the makeup chair before the reunion. And he's saying that he is not leaving until he makes Madison cry. Um, we get, you know, old Catherine her like just screaming nasty she's back she's yelling at everybody um she's alarmingly thin I know we've discussed that uh we have Leva obviously still arguing with Austin and they're like you know backstage in their in their dressing rooms and Leva walks by and says hey Austin why don't you go in the bathroom and and take care of your nerves which is calling out his coke habit um essentially saying like oh why don't you go in the bathroom and do a little and i mean we have madison yelling at craig uh saying that he's angry because he slept with your girlfriend now i don't know who he is i don't know if that's austin and i don't know what girlfriend she means like his current girlfriend that girl natalie was this um naomi i can't i can't believe it was naomi I just don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to know more about that. Did you, I mean, did you see it? No. Oh, wow. I was okay. still in the episode where, uh, where Pringle. <laughs> oh, you have more to say about him. Okay. <laughs> when he was like trying to start it with the girls about Catherine and they're like, look, you've had too much to drink. And he's like, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> he was wasted. He wasted. Was he could even wasted. barely. He wasn't even coherent to make a sentence. Yeah, he was wasted by the time right before they sat down for dinner. And when Madison tells him to go put a collared shirt on, which was odd. um, And uh, and Austin steps up, though. I think that was a power move by Austin to be like, hey, Madison, I'm going to share with him because it doesn't bother me that you're hitting on him and that whatever. I'll help him out. I'm a bro. He's my bro, you know? So yeah. Austin was like, I got a shirt for you to borrow. And they're walking in and, and Austin said something like, hey, man, you had a lot of beers, huh? And, and he's like, yeah. It was, yeah, you're right with the power move, too. And it was also, a, it was like a power move by Madison by just demeaning him and his appearance. That's what she does. I mean, she did the same thing to um, Shep. And I wish I remembered what happened, but... She called him out on something and then was did this maniacal. Was it beach? No, it was this episode. She was sitting in a little Adirondack chair and she said something about Shep and, and did this like maniacal laugh. Um, that's also aside from her telling all the men there that they had dad bods. Yeah. She's a bitch. She is a bitch. At the reunion, Craig accuses her, says all you do is sleep with married men. Which I could see that. I could see her being that chick. I could see her sleeping with anybody who's... she's She is, she is a goal in her mind. And she yeah, is oh, willing yeah. to accomplish that at any risk. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, are you ready to move on? Yeah, I had a note that says Craig's look at Shep, but I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it must have been funny. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Um, do you want to know what was very odd to me that they decided to keep in the episode for some reason? Was Literally, the episode opened up with Craig going, you want an olive? Oh, and why were they eating olives out of a I jar? I don't know. And were Pringle those for goes, the cocktail olives? Yeah, it was It was from behind the bar, I think. But And Pringle just goes, yeah, man, I love an olive. And I was just like, listen, I love an olive too, but why are we watching this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that part because when I was pregnant with Reed, I had a jar of olives at work all the time. And I would eat the green <laughs> olives at work all the time. Listen, that's a healthy craving. Salty, but healthy. Yeah, very salty. <laughs> so I want to move on to the OC reunion. Can we okay. go there next? Yes. Woo! Oh an episode. Yeah. A whole um, season in an episode. Yeah. And you know, want to know what? So I had some theories. So this is only a two-part reunion. And... At first, I was like, oh, wow, they're really cutting OC out of it. Because I don't know any Housewives show that has not been getting three reunions. However, I'm now finding that maybe that's the smart move. Because they don't do just an episode of filler and, like, lighthearted bullshit. They get right in there. Because, you know, they only have two hours now. Yeah. So it's going to make us want more. Right. So I think they got right in there. And... Um, I'd like to start out by saying if I watched Bronwyn brush that ponytail with her fingers one more damn time, I really was going to lose it. Well, let's, what did you think of everybody's looks? Let's go around the room. So Bronwyn's just a whore. Um, I think, you know, she just, she's one of those people that dresses in a way. It's not like what's cute, what's classy. It's what will show the most of my body. She always looks cheap. Yes. Because I think that is her first, uh, like, you know, you gotta, she's gotta hit this mark. What will show my body the most? What is the least amount of clothing that I can wear? And she chose that dress. Um, while on another person, I wouldn't have hated the hair. I just, I hate her so much. I can't compliment her. Bronwyn's Um, hair. I thought it was terrible. I do not. And I, this is one thing you might judge me for. Do not put a high ponytail on a woman of middle age. Do you consider me middle age? In well, five take, years. Maybe I'll in take, five. Five or uh, seven years. Your silence. I would definite. say, no, I'm going to say mid to late. Okay. I mid ask you that. Mid-40s to after. Do not yeah, have a high ponytail. I'm with you. Okay. Well, because I still wear a high pony. Like, yeah, like if I'm putting I, my hair up, it's a high pony. You're not, well, you're, no, I'm talking a slick, tight pony on top of your head. Well, you know what I don't love? You do not because... wear a high pony. You wear a ponytail. Difference. Oh, Bronwyn yeah, had okay. a tight well, a... shih tzu-like ponytail <laughs> on her head. And Tamara used to do that as well. Well, I, and I don't appreciate the when it's very obviously just a, a fake bunch of a ponytail hair. Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of the, a lot of the Beverly Hills women are doing that now. Like, Rinna loves that look. Um, I do hate it on Rinna. I will say that. 
Lisa so, used okay. to do that with that high pony too. Lisa Vanderpump. And I hated it on her as well. Oh yeah, hers did not look good. But at least she didn't put in a big, long, huge, obviously fake ponytail. No, she just had curls in the front and right. hair in the back that looked like it had never been touched with a brush. Well, because she has really bad clip-ins. We are way off topic. Okay, sorry. So, okay, Shannon. Oh, God love her. I just don't know who ever told her to wear that. I don't know who ever said she that would be a good like look. Stifler's mom. <laughs> she did. She oh, that is her exactly yep. like Stifler's mom. If you go in here and oh, they I, identical. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, she poked fun at herself by doing a split screen of her outfit and Nancy Kerrigan's um, little ice skating white number, which was spot on. Yeah. Um, I just think the hair was a miss, the dress, the shoes, everything was a miss. Yeah. Um, so, listen, Gina, I think, fucking killed it. She I looked the best of all of them, in my she opinion. She did. She did. Emily looked great. Her There was something about her dress that was a little, maybe a little too much for me. I couldn't, I don't, it, it's too much. Um, you know, I love it, but is it too much? <laughs> So, are you sorry, doing birdcage? No, I'm doing that little. Haven't you seen that like Tika the Iggy or whatever dog? And it's that meme going all around that is this little like Italian greyhound in all its little outfits. And it's like I had so many outfits that I wanted to wear for, but then quarantine and I couldn't wear them. So I just want to show them to you. And it cuts to the the dog in all these like outrageous outfits. Um, love it. Couldn't wear it. Love it. Couldn't wear it. You, you've not seen this? No. And then they had another one. He's like, love it, but is it? Yeah, it's too much. All right, I'm going to have to send them to you. Anyway. Okay. So I thought Emily was just a little, like something about it was just too much. But she did look gorgeous. Um, what's the new girl? Elizabeth. From like the, from the bust up, it's something that I feel like I wanted to love. But then it felt like it all fell apart towards the bottom. Like, it, it didn't make sense. I didn't... Yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was... I just have she's Okay. Yeah. And then that other woman, I mean, whatever. Underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. I thought so, too. So, um, I don't know that I have much to say here. I just hated every bit of Bronwyn during this. Um, and I don't like that she now thinks she can, you know, she's so self-righteous and she can say all these things. And, and I love that all the women were coming for her. I mean, I, I know it's mean of me, but I love that they all just tried to come for her. Um, and then the obvious huge revelation of the whole thing was that it came out in the end that Shannon said at a beach party, Bronwyn went up to Shannon's youngest daughter, Stella, and basically offered her drugs and said, if you ever want the good stuff, give me a call. Startling, right? Shocking. And I don't think Bronwyn even denies it because she immediately started crying. You know, I'm wondering if she even remembers. So I hear that that's going to be her like retort to the whole thing. I don't know if we see that next week, but she is claiming, I don't know. I don't remember that happening. I was drinking. So now she's like the sober person that just gets to brush all of her actions. Like, I don't know if she's hit the 12th step 
which is where you have to make amends. I think that's the 12th step. But um, uh, so I think that that she's not hit that yet because she is still in denial and just sweeping all of her behavior under the rug saying, I was drinking, but now yeah. I'm sober. Now I'm sober. And you know what? Her saying that she's freaking going to college to be a, what, a drug and alcohol therapist? Bullshit, girl. You don't deserve to be counseling anybody because you're a wreck. Agreed. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the way you do. I think, but at, at some point, I feel like you might have to blame a little bit of the booze because I really honestly think she may not remember but who knows I also loved the scene where they show John and Shannon they go on a little bit about them and John's son is wearing a Stussy sweatshirt in the back oh was he and (laughs) I was like have the s that you could draw with the six lines it did (laughs) and I was like what i went back i paused it and i was like shit i'm going back to my third grade notebook where i had that written on my notebook and then um i also loved the scene with kelly coughing all over the place oh my god and and andy kept looking over at her with and gina too with these eyes like holy shit (laughs) she could not stop coughing and then let's talk about her mom and how God. she she is just such a fucking well, idiot. She's a how huge you, idiot. I how like to be so dumb. Well, I loved how Andy was trying to hold her feet to the fire, but like he literally, it's like he barely gave her any shit at all. I mean, because Andy's gone real hard on some people before trying to hold them accountable. And he wasn't even going that hard on her. And within like 30 seconds, she's just like, What do you want from me, Andy? And it's like, well, he wants you to apologize and say that you were being a terrible human being and that you were wrong. That's what he wants. Well, and her mom being in the ICU or whatever, and she was like, no, that wasn't COVID. That was this. And I was like, you realize that that is because yeah, of she's, COVID? She is Which an idiot. I think that it's just that she's too stupid to get it. But I thought Andy played it right because by, by disengaging with her, he gave her less airtime. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I just, I, I do like that he held her there. I do like that he's like, do you know how many thousands of messages that we've got about you? Like, to fire you that you hit, you know? And um, she's like, oh, I, I wanted to sock her in the face when she's like, nah, my popularity's grown. I've gained followers. It's like, fuck off. Um, And then the only funny thing that happened is at one point, Andy asked a question. I don't even remember to who. And, and Kelly turns to him and says, good question Andy and Andy goes thank you Kelly <laughs> like it yeah. was just this like funny odd weird moment that they decided to keep in and I was happy that they did yeah it was it was similar to the olive moment yeah exactly um I am looking forward to next week I'm looking forward to what Bronwyn's response will be and then I know they bring Sean out and I know that all the ladies are basically like I love that Elizabeth goes I have a good divorce lawyer Yes. Although, okay, hold on. This reminds me of when Elizabeth starts talking about her divorce and how sad she was. And Bronwyn needs to fucking chime in and say, well, you know, he's engaged now. My friend oh, is friends with him. My friend is friends with him. And he called when I happened to be with my friend. It's like bullshit. You clearly sought it out. And, and then anytime Elizabeth would say his new girlfriend, Bronwyn would go, fiance. Fuck you. I would have ran across that stage and strangled her. I, I just find her, uh, the, I, I find her disgusting. I can't disgusting. even look at her. I've never liked her. 
I always thought she was too much and full of shit. Yeah. No, I agree. But I'm looking forward to next week. So are you ready to move on to our next show? I am below deck. Here we go. Walking After Midnight. That was the song that Rachel wanted to play with the band. She was just unreal. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I still, she is still one of my favorite people who may have ever been on that show, period. Across Below Deck, Below Deck Med, anything, she may be one of my favorite people. Uh, She's definitely a character. Yeah. it shows a little bit more of some of the reasons why Eddie might not like her as much. And like this whole like Elizabeth and James battle with Rachel where she's just like was, across the table. That was gnarly. I mean, I don't. Okay. I do not disagree with her on her oh. sentiments. However, just screaming to Elizabeth while he's just watching this whole thing. She's like, he's a douche. He's a yeah. douche. Get away. It's like, I did agree with that. And then I also agreed with the douche. Um, I don't even know his name because I just, James. James, I just don't care about him. I did not. I also did not disagree with James when he was like, listen, Elizabeth didn't stand up for me. Like I'm kind of over it because Elizabeth just like w- left the table, went over to some fountain and like talked it out with Rachel. And it's like, you know, like, I wouldn't have done that. You know, if you really do like this guy, like, you don't need to have some side conversation with her and make him, make her like him. Because if you know anything, like, clearly you're not going to change Rachel's mind, especially in that drunken right. state. Um, so she should have just let it go. Yeah. But, and I don't think this is an excuse for Elizabeth, but I just don't think she is smart enough to see the connection oh no I not at all yeah, she's she just a little puppy dog that understand oh, it at all uh, like the dynamics in it whatsoever i actually my heart um kind of grew a little bit for james this episode i thought he didn't seem as douchey he could have responded like a super big douchebag and i don't think he did listen i totally agree with you until the end when they're in like the crew mess or whatever and he and she's eating and he says to that other little guy rob i don't even know his name robert um, yeah it's robert okay so yeah he grabs his phone and he starts going on his instagram saying like oh you've got all the fit little chicks or whatever he called them and he starts like talking about all these other women and like you know these other women's photos and that was a huge douche move because he did it intentionally even though he pretended he didn't even know elizabeth was there he did that intentionally. I must have missed this. Oh, you did. Oh, wow. Yeah, go back. It's towards the end. He pulled a real big douche move. Um, and Elizabeth got upset and had to go back into her own room because um, she got really upset by it. You know, I yeah. just, you know, y- you've never explained something better than when you called her just dry burnt toast. Stale toast. Just stale. dry stale toast. There you go. Uh, I did love Francesca's sunglasses. Did you pay any attention to these? Loved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I was... Listen, I thought her bathing suit, too, was real, real cute. Um, I think she has probably good style when she's not forced to wear, like, a gray pencil skirt and a blue polo. She looks a lot older to me than she probably is. And I don't I know why so that too. is. I think so, too. Yeah, she, doesn't she look like she's, like, 38? 
she has a very mom vibe to her. I think because she's very mature too. Like she's yeah. not like she's she's very mature. You know, I mean, I think almost too mature to be on this show. You know, yeah. like because she just wants to get her job done and call it a day. And she's very professional and not funny. So it's like yeah, she's a rule follower. Yeah, she, yeah. It's like what are we doing watching you? Um. It, okay, so the moment of the episode that got me the best moment of the you know episode for me was what seemed to be very produced, but it was when Lee called Francesca in to share a glass of wine with him, and he opened up about his son. Okay, well, I really want to touch bases on this, but okay. I, we didn't talk about Rachel and Elizabeth being home, brought home in the taxi and they both passed out in the back seat. <laughs> I love the driver just being like, we're here. And we're here. I mean, luckily, luckily, um, Rachel woke up. She like sat up and I was like, wow, I would have expected her to never wake up, like not for nothing. Um, so but it's bounced right up. That really made me laugh. It reminded me of being in, in um, Oktoberfest and falling asleep on a train and riding it to the end. <laughs> And not knowing where we were. I don't even think we knew. We might have even gone into a different country. I don't (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. But that just made me laugh. And yes, I would love to go back to Francesca and Captain Lee. Because Uh that was a very sweet moment. It was a very sweet moment. I found it odd. Like, uh, it, it, it felt produced to me in the way that she happened to just show up and he happened to be drinking a bottle of wine because we've never seen Captain Lee um, in his Drink. quarters drinking a bottle of wine. Never. Um, yeah. And he what just happened to have another an extra glass there waiting like for her. And I wish that moment would have been shared with Kate. Like I wish Kate still would have been Chief Stew so that he could have shared that with her because that would have felt natural. That would have felt organic. See, I think it would have felt natural as well if it was with Eddie. Yeah, Eddie or Kate. But with Francesca, it felt very out of place. And all Francesca could offer was like a, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, Captain Lee knows that Kate is not coming back. Uh Uh-huh. So I think that that was his olive branch to try to get Francesca to open up to him a little bit. And I'm just, I, I liked when she said, I'm so sorry. And he said, I am too. Yeah. Oh, poor Captain Lee. I just love him so much. And that really is a heartbreaking story. And we all, we knew about it, obviously. But what the, what I didn't know is that Lee is the one who found him. Yes. And you get him in that confessional, like being like, what if I had gone over earlier? So you obviously know that he's kind of blaming and questioning himself. Like he could have stopped it if he had just gone over earlier. And that is fucking heart wrenching on top of an already heartbreaking story yes i remember being in a conference once and a mother talking about her son who had actually walked in front of a big rig to commit suicide no 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 and it was just hey hey this isn't this isn't the time nor place (sighs) yeah that's that's it was a sweet sentiment though it was a sweet sentiment no, I, well, yeah. No, it definitely was. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy any additional moments with Lee that we get. Um, I really do. Was this the episode where Rachel was just running around the kitchen singing, Salsa motherfucking Verde? 
I'm trying to think if she was eating in this one. She just was running around oh, like over and over being like, yeah, saw some motherfucking Mary Jane. Like over and over. And I was like, she's just a riot. And I hope that she, she, she's got buckets of personality. But oh, bucket. She better be back next season, which who knows when that will be because I mean, the other is, parts are, of the world. Is wor- this ever going to exist again? I mean, who knows? Who? I, I know knows? cruises are probably like circling the drain. Well, done. Uh, yeah, cruises have to be done. Since this is private, there's a much better chance of it coming back. It's just that yeah, when it's just that people will be traveling to other countries to utilize it, you know. I think that's the bigger question. Well, I really hope it does. And I hope Rachel's bored. Uh, I could do without Francesca. Of course. They need, they I think need Eddie one. is just getting too old for this, but I do kind of enjoy him here. I enjoy him so much. I know that this was a few episodes ago, but I never mentioned it. When he impersonated, when they were playing Truth or Dare, and he impersonated a goat, I was dying. And then actually, Justin comes in with the on point reference. He goes, Oh, he looks exactly like Jim Brewer. And I was like, holy shit, he does. That is, yes, good call, Justin. Yeah, and when he was doing that goat thing especially, because I feel like Jim Brewer always was making funny faces and doing those things. So anyways, he, yeah, those are those are the doppelgangers there. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoy Eddie a lot. Um, I... You know, I don't need anyone from this crew except for Rachel back. And I would definitely take Eddie because I do like him. He's redeemed himself from the whole Rocky situation, which I turned against him after that whole, you know, charade. Um, and yeah, he's that was redeemed just like himself. him being a young prick. But it was not only the way he treated Rocky. It was that he had a girlfriend at home and what he did to his girlfriend. It was just all bad. Yeah, all of it he was, was a young prick. Yeah, you're right. I mean, basically, like, all around. Yeah. Like, and the fact that he he showed himself as trying to be, like, uh, Alex P. Keaton. And he wasn't. <laughs> Deep cut there, too, Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> um, yeah, really. I'm really dating myself. I know. All of our references all go back to the 90s where, you know, if we have any... They're not. Oh, we're lucky if those are nineties. They might be eighties. No, they might be. You're right. Well, I think that's all I have for below deck. What? Who were the guests Uh, this week? I don't even remember. Were we still with those like yachty people? I don't have a single thing written about guests. Me neither. I I mean, this is all off memory. I don't have a single thing written about the show. Um, but I. Oh, really? yeah, Yeah. No. Um. Okay. Well. I think that's all I got. I'm really hungry. I would like to go eat because I obviously yeah, couldn't have my yogurt. Better than that curdled yogurt. Yep. So we will be back tomorrow. Aren't you guys lucky? Uh, again, Salt Lake City, Dallas, and Atlanta. Um, come and follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Rate and review. Um, again, not a one star because KG can't handle it. I can't. <laughs> We're- it's it's I'm too I'm too sensitive right now. Too fragile. We're all too fragile, aren't we? So we will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>